Welcome to Grace in the Shadows. This is Dr. Marla Beeler and Dr. J. Dr. Jonathan Beeler. Well, hello, everybody. Hope you are doing well. It's the weekend for us. We've had our coffee. It's been good. Had a coffee. Had a little interview. Had some, yep. Had an interview. Had some waffles. 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 Yeah. A little protein shake. Cherries are in season. I had some Ooh, cherries. Wee. I loved <laughs> You're like, yeah. okay. We'd like to shout out to Harrisburg, North Carolina. Yay, yeah. Harrisburg. Go, 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 go. Suburb of Charlotte. We have a goodly amount of people in Charlotte. Area. We do. We do. You got the Charlotte Motor Speedway. I went there, had a field trip with my kids one year. That was pretty cool. That's good. Charlotte Motor Speedway. It was very interesting to see. Well, thank you for listening. All right, everybody. You can check us out at graceintheshadowsor.org. You can email us at Dr. Jonathan at graceintheshadowsor.org. Text or call 251-244-4645. Dr. J is a clinical counselor with uh, certifications in Alabama, Virginia, and North Carolina. Yes. You can check out our Etsy store, shadowsofgrace.etsy.com. You can become a monthly supporter with a link in our show notes. And finally... Check out the Covenant Eyes Porn Blocker. Click on the link in our show notes. And if you use the promo code GRACE1998, you'll have one month free. All right. What kind of facts you got? Roll the dice. Okay. All right. Wombats poop in cubes. (laughs) Now that... God has a sense of humor. I never know what you're going to come up with. Well, they do. Wombats, do they do the deed Uh in cubes? That is is interesting. I'm going to have to check out a picture of that. You know, that just shows God's sense of humor and how he takes even the smallest detail like poop. Uh, and, And, you know... Yeah. <laughs> Makes all kind of sizes. <laughs> okay. All right. Next, next fact. Your IQ is reflected in your hair. Uh, what? There seems to be interesting trend in hair of people who score higher on intelligent tests than most. They seem to have their hair richer in zinc. <laughs> more oysters. They're high in zinc. Okay, so the more zinc you have, the higher your... Let's eat a bunch more oysters. Those I don't good. like oysters. I love oysters. Yeah, well, I guess your IQ is going to be higher than mine then. Okay. <laughs> it probably already is. <laughs> a phone-free life. It's thought that up to 50% of people on Earth have never had a handle, have never <laughs> had to handle a telephone call. Oh, what? I guess you look in Africa, you look oh. in parts of India, Amazon, some of, uh, you know, some, yeah, I think there's, hmm. that's probably a good, good point there. You I know, never I thought could, of that. I could, I could handle not having phone calls for a while. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. T- totally unplugged. But to, to never be plugged in at all probably is very interesting. It probably is bright. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. Hmm. Okay. Probably kind of different. Yeah, I'm sure. A Q-less America. There are no states in the U.S. which have the letter Q in its name. 
Oh, that's sad. That poor Q. That poor Q's all by itself. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. That's interesting. A Q document. No, we won't talk about that. France wasn't kind to the unfaithful. Why? France has had some interesting laws over the years. Okay. In ancient times, unfaithful wives were forced to chase after chickens in the streets <laughs> completely naked. Oh, no. Yeah. That's that's awful. Yeah. Okay, then. Okay. Who came up with that? I mean, I wow. Know. Probably okay, some we'll drunk have, king. We'll have the that's women cheated yeah. to chase after the chicken naked. Okay. Have you tried a skin diet? If you're trying to lose weight, remember this slightly disgusting fact. Okay. You'll probably lose around 40 pounds of skin through shedding during your whole life. Oh. That's disgusting. That is kind of cool. I should be thinner then. <laughs> okay, then. So that's how much, how many skin particles. That's kind of gross. That's gross. Okay. Go chickens. <laughs> Chickens outnumber people around two to one. Really? Yeah. Huh. Isn't that interesting? These are some really, really practical facts that we'll use every day in life. Well, we used to live um, in the mountains of North Carolina, and they would oh, yeah. like they would have the chicken trucks. Have y'all ever seen the chicken trucks? They have like the chickens stacked up on top of each Tyson's, other. In these right? Tyson chicken. Yeah, Tyson chicken, and it's funny. You'll see a a, a truck of chickens, and they're just sitting in their cages. And they, yeah. It's really interesting to see the poor little chickens going to the slaughter. Codependency. Oh, that's what we're talking about today. Whoa, whoa, whoa. A lot of people whoa, whoa. need this. It's a very big thing. Yeah. I think it is. Um, well, it's codependency yeah. refers to a dysfunctional pattern of behavior in which individuals mm -hmm. excessively rely on others for their self-worth, validation, and identity. Mm -hmm. It is quite unhealthy. It enables relationships um, dynamics, which mm -hmm. one person prioritizes the needs and feelings of the other to the detriment of their own well-being. Hmm. This can be codependency can occur in relationships, a romantic partnership, families, marriages, friendships, and even in the workplace. True. Don't you think people's sometimes people's personality they can um, you'll probably talk about this really People fall into this. Is, yeah. yeah. I think yeah. that kind of increases the possibilities. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I do think origin of codependency can vary mm -hmm. from person to person, but common factors include childhood experiences. Oh. Growing up in dysfunctional family environment or mm -hmm. dynamic, mm -hmm. uh, alcohol Influence, emotional, unstable parent can contribute greatly mm -hmm. to development of codependency traits. Makes sense. You know, if you think about it, a child has an alcoholic parent. Mm -hmm. They're constantly, well, most of the time they're trying to cover that up and yeah. keep the parent safe and almost parenting the parent. True. So True. it creates that pattern. Yeah. Which they take in other relationships. Mm, that makes sense because they're covering them up. They don't want other people to know about their situation. Mm -hmm. So they'll make excuses and things like that and have to do the household chores and things like that. And they don't let people know that either. Mm -hmm. So I can see that would carry into other relationships. And I think mental illness, too. True. If a parent is mentally ill, mm -hmm. uh, there's similar things. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. Low self-worth. Mm -hmm. I don't like to say self-esteem. Uh, I think Christ-esteem. Me too. 
focusing on your worth in Christ, Mm -hmm. people with this have a weak sense of who they are and they Mm -hmm. seek external validation. Right. And thus they derive self-worth from others. Yeah, their relationship with others is how they look at themselves instead of having that self-worth mm-hmm. or that crisis team. Codependency can be a way to fill that emotional void and gain sense of purpose. Mm-hmm. That's really kind of um, unfortunate. It is unfortunate. Yeah. Yes. Unresolved trauma. Mm-hmm. Past experiences. Yeah, I can see where if you go through a really traumatic experience mm-hmm. that, that you can end up have you know being more co- a codependent person. Like abuse or right. neglect or mm-hmm. trauma. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you need to con- you need to control in order to fix others. Right. Their wounds, right? And you're feeling like you have purpose when you're doing that. Mm-hmm. That you don't have purpose in your own self worth. You only have purpose if you're helping others. Yes. So how to overcome this? Mm. It's essential to engage self-reflection, develop Mm self-awareness, and take proactive steps towards personal growth. That makes sense. One thing is self-care. Yeah. Self-care is important. And what are some examples of self-care? Exercise, um, eating right, taking time out of your day just to maybe read, reflect, Mm Listen to music, um, doing something for yourself that doesn't involve others Um, and and just putting, we know we don't ever want to put ourselves first because, you know, Mm -hmm. but we do need to take that time away from everything just to to unplug and relax Mm -hmm. and have that downtime in order to be able to get up and go and do the things you need to do. And I also think establishing healthy boundaries, too. Those healthy boundaries are very important because when you don't have those healthy boundaries, then there are issues. And learning to identify, meet those needs, your mm-hmm. own needs, instead right. of relying on others. Yeah. Validation. Yeah. It, 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 you have to definitely do a lot of internal reflection mm-hmm. if you are in this codependent type situation. Therapy and counseling. Definitely uh, important. Biblical. Biblical. Very uh, important. Helps guide support, maybe points out things that you don't see right. or others don't really see mm-hmm. and helps you with underlying issues and developing healthier uh, relationship patterns. And and the cool thing about having a, a Christian therapist is they'll bring in the biblical yes. aspect, biblical principles. They can help you relate to other people that experience these type of things in the Bible as well and helps you understand that you're not alone. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Education, self-help resources. I think educating yourself about what it is. Mm-hmm. Books, articles, support groups, mm-hmm. understanding those underlying dynamics and learning from others' experiences can be empowering and enlightening to that person. Absolutely. But it helps them to realize that they are not alone, that yeah. they're not the only person that has gone through this um, yeah. and, and helps them to relate to others. Yes. So, and I also think remembering it's a process. It's not something that happens overnight to which you uh, suddenly are no longer codependent. Right. I think in a certain, to a certain extent, we all are in, in some ways. I think so. Because that's just the human nature. Right. But I think when it becomes a detriment, mm-hmm. when it's affecting who you are, your identity, and you're mm-hmm. relying on that person making you who you are and validating your mm-hmm. happiness, mm-hmm. I think it becomes precarious. 
I agree. I agree. Um, and, and a person like, I mean, I, I have struggled in the past with this and oh. still struggle sometimes myself because, mm. you know, I like to serve others. I like to be there for others. I like to help mm-hmm. others sometimes to the point where I'm not Dude, taking care of, right, taking yeah. care of myself and you have to fuss at me. <laughs> yes. But yeah, I mean, it's easy to do if you're, if you, um, like to have the spiritual gift of, of helping others, acts service. of service, things like that. I think a lot of people like that are more prone to this type of situation. What do you think? I think you're exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you often forget yourself and your needs um, and you feel like you're being selfless. But a lot of times you're ended up running down yourself. I think the Bible does not specifically use mm-hmm. the term codependency, but it is, I think, some examples that mm-hmm. we can find in the Bible okay. about codependency. All right. Um one is love for oneself. There is a type of love for oneself that isn't sin. Okay. Or self-idolatry. That makes sense. Uh, Jesus taught the importance of loving one's neighbor as oneself. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, there's there's obviously an understanding that we all we love ourselves to some degree. Right. He created us that way. And I think there's a correct way of of uh I mean there's a line between idolatry and just proper uh, appreciating who you are in Christ. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Um love for others. The mm-hmm. Bible encourages us to love and care for others. Yes. But this love should be balanced with wisdom and discernment mm-hmm. and boundaries. Yes. Independence and responsibility. Each person is responsible for their own choices, actions, and emotions before God. Galatians 6, 5 says, for each will have to bear his own load. Mm. And this is a, really talking about those boundaries and taking responsibility for yourself. Because sometimes you're carrying the load for others and they really need to carry it for themselves. Correct. Or they're never going to learn. Right. Yeah. Mm. Setting boundaries. The Bible teaches the importance of setting healthy boundaries. Proverbs twenty five seventeen states, let your foot be seldom in your neighbor's house, lest he have his fill of you and hate you. <laughs> That's a really good verse. Have you ever seen parents that are just like doing everything for their kid? Yes. And the kid begins to almost hate their parents? Yes. I yes. think that's Zach talking about that. Yeah. As parents, we need to teach our children how to be independent of us. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, there'll be times where we are helping them more than others. But as they grow, we, we have to release a little bit more and more and more until they're able to stand on their own feet. Um, because if you're continuing to help them with everything, if they're as they are an adult, they're going to have a hard time in life. They're You're going to smother them and mm-hmm. they're going to resent you. Right. Yeah. Some examples of this in the Bible. Oh, good. Of of characters. Mm-hmm. One is Samson's parents. Oh. Samson's parents, you know, Samson was a judge. Yeah. Um, and his parents kind of really enabled him to s- destructive behavior. Mm. His desire to marry a Philistine women and despite yeah. consequences and other things. So you can see Samson's rebellion. Yeah. Uh, and we we're going to get to that when we study the judge, get more deeper in the judges. And yes, we'll, that's going to we'll be great. get into Samson, who's very yeah. much a character. Very much so. Um, yeah. yeah. But yeah, he he got in a lot of trouble. And I think a lot of it was because his parents were very 
uh, codependent. Well, they weren't able to say no, no, Samson, you shouldn't marry that woman. No, Samson, you shouldn't kill all those people. <laughs> no, I mean, stop it! Killing stop all it. those people. No, Samson, the donkey's <laughs> jawbone. No, Samson, you shouldn't be drinking because that goes against you know. Yeah, and they kind of brought him in there. Okay, Samson, all right. you want a Philistine woman? Okay, we'll get you one. Yeah. yeah, they weren't helping him <laughs> at all. Oh, here's here's Mar. I mean Martha. <laughs> oh, okay. hey, Martha has a lot of good qualities. Uh, you do fuss at me sometimes. Martha's excessive <laughs> preoccupation. Right. Um, Martha is portrayed as being overly concerned of serving and doing everything herself, mm. neglecting to prioritize her relationship with Jesus. Why are you looking at me while you're saying uh, this? <laughs> she's like doing the dishes and all that. And, and then Mary, her sister's like at the feet of Jesus. She and she's thinking he's la- she's lazy. What are you doing, Mary? <laughs> and Jesus said, Mary's doing the right thing. I have a hard time with that because, yeah, I, I mean, I feel like I should be doing, 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 and I really need to be sitting at the feet of Jesus. So I am a lot like Martha. So you're warranted in looking at me. <laughs> how, I mean, is it, how much of this is about control? Right. Yeah. Okay. You're just really sticking it to me today. <laughs> I'm going to give an altar call. Marla, come forward. <laughs> it is something I have to work on. I agree. <clears throat> The prodigal son's enabling father. Oh. Mm. Um, the parable of the prodigal son. Do you remember what, how that went? Yes. Yes. The son went to the father and said, I want my birthright now. And he gave it to him and he squandered it and ended up, you know, eating leaving. With pigs. Eating with pigs. Came back. Father forgave him, which, you know, that was good. He forgave him. But he shouldn't have, you know, bowed down to him in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. So we can see this and we can see the importance of boundaries, healthy mm-hmm. relationships, uh, personal responsibility. Mm-hmm. And I think we, you know, real kind of self-reflection mm-hmm. and kind of looking into our own heart uh, is very important to to work on the maybe the precariousness of uh, codependency. Right. I mean, we are to love and serve others. But we can't do it to the detriment of our own selves. And I think there's there's a fine line. There's a, a balance that you have to find in helping others and not wearing yourself out. And helping others and not doing everything for them to where they don't do what they need to do for themselves. So it's it's a very fine line. And those those people that are empaths, those people that have a lot of compassion and things like that often will fall into mm. uh, being codependent. And you think, oh, I'm just trying to help, but are taking on something that that other person should be doing themselves, you know. Because then you're not really helping. No, no. Yeah. Um, and, and sometimes it becomes a, a pride thing. You want people to say, Oh, look at, look at this person. Look at what they're doing. Oh, wow. They never take time for themselves. And, and that's not the way God wants us to be. God wants us to, to find that quiet place, to find that closet and pray, to find that time with Him. And so many times a codependent person doesn't have that time with Him because they're serving everybody else instead of serving God. Yeah, this was a pretty good one. I think that uh, this is a big issue. It is. I think it's bigger than a lot of people realize. Um, um, a lot of, you know, laughter, you know, fun, people make fun, but it is a very important um, topic, I think. 
something that if you feel that that you do fall into this, it would definitely be good to to study more about it. Biblical books, definitely uh, to consider getting Christian counseling. If if you find that you're constantly doing things for others and nothing for yourself, get get a Christian therapist, find somebody to talk to. Uh, reading the Bible too, looking to see how people in the Bible that were codependent mm-hmm. um, handled things. And I think it's very important. There are, you know, so many good examples of all these topics that we have uh, of people in the Bible that struggled mm-hmm. and, and went through those things themselves. Yeah, me too. It helps. It helps me feel better. But definitely prayer is important. Um, if you have this issue as well, pray, ask God to break you of, you know, being codependent all the time because you need to be spending more time with him. Um, yeah. And finding your dependence on God. Yes, not on that's others. That's the only codependence that's biblical. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We need to depend on him, serve him, definitely. And, and you also really have to remember that God mm-hmm. can take the codependence mess, <laughs> turn it into a message for his glory for your good. Absolutely. We really thank everybody for listening yes. and sharing yeah, and downloading. We really appreciate it. Do reach out to us. Let us know your favorite episode. Um, if you have a topic that you'd like for us to talk about or anything of that nature, definitely reach out to us. We would love to hear from you. Um, love for you to give us a good review. That would be awesome. We, uh, if, so if you have suggestions or ideas or just, you know, favorites, let us know. We'd love to hear from from you. Thank you everybody for listening. Hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you so much. Goodbye.